0: you're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at iamcatalyst.net. Thank you, I hate you so I
1: hate them. And
0: I'm allowed to hate them because I have Tourette's
1: Syndrome.
0: I got no neck, I got no neck room, but my Tourette's doesn't know that and it doesn't care. I will probably sweat waterfalls today, even though it's pretty cold in here. I'm not cold. I'm hot and I'm chubby, and uh, and, and and I will probably overcompensate next week. I may even preach in a white beard. I may still
1: be hot for this week.
0: Yeah, y'all won't be wooing. I promise. Ain't nothing there but bat wings and stretch marks. I promise. I
1: hate
0: them. I hate them. Hated hate football uniforms too. Helmet, shoulder pads, no neck. It just doesn't work well for Tourette's syndrome. I ate them. But it's a new season in our church, and I wanted to illustrate it and celebrate it. We're going to have an ordination service of some new leaders because God's just raising up a lot of people in our church. And when I told everybody what we were going to do been planning it for months, I told everybody, I said, we're going to dress up. Everybody got really excited because we got new folks in the church and they like to dress up. Got real excited. And a couple weeks ago, Tim and Uriah actually asked me, they said, hey, can you uh, text uh, Pastor Rich and ask him, y'all know that supposed was in the a few weeks ago. I, 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 you better appreciate him because you don't get that from me. <laughs>
1: well,
0: we had to text Pastor Rich and uh, ask him where he does his suit shopping. I texted him. I got a text back. And uh, Tim and your made an Atlanta trip to K&G. with uh, well, y'all jokers, you're right at Jordan and Tim. Will you stand up
1: right now? You got to see these shoes. I'm like, can somebody put your shoes we'll on. Yeah, I mean, I mean these jokers, yeah. Tim, Tim's a little bit more old
0: school than Bill, but he is still cool. I won't say his age, but he's close to 40, real close, and he's still
1: cool.
0: <laughs> I'll never be that. This is what you get. This is what you get. God, oh, thank you. It's one time enjoy it. <laughs> I do. I do, but I wanted to. I didn't just do it for the ordination. I want to celebrate this. I, uh, at the first week we did some testimony videos, I was going to tell you how much our church has transformed. And I just wanted to celebrate the transformation, not just in this church, but in people with this church. And then honestly, we'll hold on from the testimonies, we'll use them later on. Now, I see you. I hope you know it. I see you. The thing about my position and title is I get a close-up look more than anybody else in this church. It's your story. I see you. I see you, Zach Young, with your hands in the air. And I know your story because you've been completely honest over this. And I see God blessing you. And there's going to be some battles ahead, that you ain't going to quit. I see you. I see you, Tad and Michelle told me before she passed, I can't see you out there because he's where you are. He says, I see you, Travis Cook. Michelle told me before she passed, she straight told me, she said, he's going to find it. And when he finds it, he's going to see how annoying he is. And I don't know of this makes sense to the entire family. And I saw him Chris died, y'all's daddy died before. Some of you had to walk away for a season because you couldn't handle it. But you're still here, you're still showing up. I see it. you ain't seen passing, y'all. Y'all ain't seen nothing. See you. I see you. I see leaders. I see anointed folks. I I can just speak to some singers. I see you, Alex Maxwell. I see you, Alicia, Goodness gracious! I celebrate you I See what God is doing. I see some of you that you were broke and broken when you came up in here, and you're you're, you may feel broken, broken now, but I see it. You're less broken than you were last year. You got a little more money, a little more peace. You care a little bit less about what other people think, and, and a lot more about Jesus see you. I can name stories that are probably, if I say your name, your story, you may, you may be wondering what people are thinking, but I see you too, and I won't say it because I don't want to freak you out. See what God's doing in your life. Some of you have been here for years. Some of you have been here for less than a year. And God is transforming not just this church, but people you are.
1: Me. You. We.
0: Tell somebody, say, well, you say nothing now. We can say nothing say nothing, nothing. Nothing. We are not done transforming catalysts. That's what I want to finish this series. That really isn't the finish of the series, it's the line today of a new season in our church. A season that we've been praying, preparing for. That God, even before I prayed and prepared, knew what to pray and prepare for. God was already working, and it wasn't easy. It still isn't easy. It's going to be hard. It's always going to be hard, but He's always in it. He's working. It's, when you can curse on God, He's blessed and working, and all you can do is surrender to it. We're not done transforming. Tell your neighbor right now, say, "Say I'm not done." I'm not done. Say, you are done. "You are done." And look at the other neighbor you just ignored, and say, "God isn't either." I'm not done. not done transforming. God is not done transforming you. And I wanted to wear a suit to illustrate, to celebrate, to show you that I'm willing to have more ticks next week and, and spasms and, and probably dehydrate be for the end of the day because that illustration of transformation, even though it's a superficial, such a such a surface shell example of transformation, it's what I can do to say, I see you. We haven't seen anything yet. It's not just true for Catalyst Church, tell somebody say it's for you. It's for you. I got three more core values I'm going to preach today. It's the last three. The, 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 these nine core values are everything we're going to be, see in Jesus in this church. And, and, and I'm going to throw them out there. Y'all ready for them, Paddlers? Yeah. Uh, I'll pour it soon for y'all today. Y'all ready for them? Yes! See, I, I got, I'm going to get up here sweat. I'm going to go to bed and hurt them because the going don't, the don't in it to fire. Y'all ready? Yes! Say, Ben, you look good i
1: to so talk to you today, man.
0: Online, if they don't talk to me, you'll talk to me. Even if it's on the text. No complaining. Just talking. Y'all ready? Yo, I'm gonna live this thing. Just let y'all know. Man, I got something to live for. This church exists to build people, to be people. Not just to make people, to be people, be you, your mama, your wife, your kids, all of us, we're seeking the same. It may look, the details may be different, but the promise is the same. same tell somebody to say, be it. Be you it. can't build it till you be it. You can't, your kids won't be it until you be it. Yeah, I said it wrong. I said it on the wrong purpose. Catalyst Church exists to build people, to be people. to turn around because I ain't got to y'all no love lately. To build people who love God, love others and experience the presence and power of God in every part of their, your life. It's an expanded business statement because our church has changed. It has transformed. I don't know what's going to look like next year. don't it's going to look like next week. But I'm going to tell you something, as long as Jesus is here, we're going to keep transforming. It ain't going to be, going to be comfortable. If he's in it, I don't care. If I'm not scared of change. I'm scared of him not being in it, it me not changing. And you not changing. And that's not changing. I'm willing to hurt for him. I'm not willing to stay complacent on the we are not done transforming. So you're going to see these values that I preached the last several weeks. You're going to see this vision statement. You're going to see it everywhere. You're going to see it in the lobby. You've already seen some changes. You're going to you're going to see some signs everywhere. You're going to see it on videos and, and website. We're going to constantly keep it before you. And when you see it, I want you to know it is not a value of this organization or this church. It's not. We build patterns to build people, not build crowds. We will build crowds if we build people, but we are not building Christ because that doesn't work if it just stops there. And when you see it everywhere, when we say it, when we preach it, when you see it in a video, oh, oh I want you to know it's not just for families. Tell somebody say, it's for you. Yeah. It's for you. It's God's will for your life, for your family, for your marriage, for your finances, every bit of it. So all nine of them in the vision statement, tell somebody say, it's for you. Yeah. It's for you. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We keep it simple. We keep it simple. This is number seven. We keep it simple. The gospel is simple. We keep it simple because it is simple. Our values here, our vision statement here, while we're here is simple because it's simple. Your life may not be simple. Your trauma and insecurities, your convictions and perspectives and interpretations and mind and views and who you vote for and what you think about this or them or that, that may be complicated, but it's not complicated. Tell somebody to say, Keep it simple. The gospel is simple our views and values and and vision, it is not going to be that, I I did seminary, I love the Bible, I love theology, but our vision and what God wants for you, for me, for us, it is not, we are not going to have hyperbolic theology that doesn't touch your life and isn't relevant to your situation. The Bible is so much more than that. We've settled for that because we don't want to keep it simple and really admit the truth in our heart. Me, you, all of us. Our pride looks different, but it's really simple. The good news is simple. Tell somebody, say, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Your life may be complicated. Your marriage may be complicated. Your friendships and relationships may be complicated. Your financial situation may be complicated. What your boss treats you like at work. You may be a prisoner to your own brain and let everybody put pressure on you. And you got anxiety and depression and you may have a great personality. Whatever it is, it may be complicated, but the gospel is it's simple. I didn't say it was shallow. I didn't say, I didn't say, I'm going to say it ain't shallow, but it ain't, but it's simple. It is simple. It is simple. So when you hear some of our values, like if we aren't changing, we aren't growing, I mean it. In every part, there, there, are, there is nothing in this church that I'm not willing to change, and I'm not willing to accept change. Jesus confronted. That got him crucified because he confronted things and forced people to change. And so people either changed or left or killed him, and that's what they did. I'm more scared of not changing. So when I say if we aren't changing we aren't growing, that's me included. We're we're changing. I don't care if it's working good here, we're willing to try something different. I mean it. It's uncomfortable. The gospel is not complicated, but it's not comfortable either. When I say there's room for you here, we will be known as a church for far more, far more, we will be far more criticized for what, who we include than who we exclude. Jesus got crucified for that. He had an extremely inclusive ministry. He did not get crucified for who really we included. He crucified got crucified for who we exploit. For Excuse me, I said that backwards. That's how I rolled to the cure new here. Just you know, like a and you can also throw it out there if I need to explain. Where most people just know he didn't mean it like this. Let him go. Amen. Jesus was crucified for who he included, not who he excluded. If you want to read it for historical interpretation, that's what it was. We there is room for everybody here who sincerely wants to seek the presence of God and let Him speak to you in your own situation. So when I say that, it's simple. It really is simple. It's simple, and it's not in our lives. But to Jesus, it's simple. When I say we're all in, I mean that we are going to be people. We are going to walk by faith. We are going to step out on faith when other people say don't or won't or you shouldn't or you probably shouldn't do it that way. We're coming out of that boat just like Jesus said to Peter. Because sometimes stepping out, a lot of times, most of the time, walking in faith is walking against other people's counsel who aren't walking in faith or who are more comfortable than you're willing to be. It really is simple. It's not rocket science. I've read the Bible. I love theology. I read it to this day. You don't hear me preaching it much anymore. Uh, a lot of theology, I did my di- diligence in seminary, but I'm going to tell you, I read it. I love theology. My pockets, I'm like, I'm a Bible nerd. It's not rocket
1: science when it comes down to
0: that. We make it that way. And the Apostle Paul spoke to that. Dude, God, he was the best of the best in said it. In Philippians chapter 3, everything. Trying to prove something. Trying to make it anything other than the simple good news of the gospel. Paul said, I count it all as um The Greek word there is stugula, which is where the word came from. Paul said it not. So if I pop that off right now, about a third of the church is going to get mad at me. And about half of that third is probably going to leave. And if it wasn't Catholic, it would be a lot more than that. But Paul said it. And I'm going to tell you, it's about what it is. Anything that isn't simple, Jesus loves you and that's all that will ever matter. He's got plans for your life. Anything that is simple, if it's not simple, it's not really the gospel. And unfortunately, that's what it's becoming. We're going to keep it simple. The good news is simple. What you're going through may be scary, it may be scarring, it may be stressful, but the good news is simple. The gospel means good news. Literally simple good news. How great a love has been lavished upon, us, John said, that we should be called children of God. You. Me, your neighbor, the person that's across the room that you really don't like anymore because y'all got some drama, but you're still showing up at church. So I applaud you for showing up at church, but yelling across the room or at least to your neighbor right now say he's talking to you. <laughs> How great a love that should be lavished upon How great a love has been lavished upon that we should be called children of God. And John said, And that is what we, you, you, your mama, the person across town that you can't stand, that is what we are, John said. The gospel is, he knows the hairs on your heads. That's how well he knows. He knows the hairs on your heads. The psalmist says, he doesn't just know that. Psalm says he knows how many tears you cry because he says he collects them. It says you were fearfully and wonderfully made. The, the, I love the translation that says you were wonderfully complex. That doesn't mean pray-pray. That means you got layers. You got depth. God's got callings and anointings on your life. You are wonderfully, you're not just this simple, I'm crazy, I'm bad. We go around all day, self-deprecating, giving disclaimers about things that God has qualified and called you to do in me. And I'm going to tell you straight up, you are wonderfully complex. Spiritually and wonderfully made. That is the gospel. It is simple. Don't know what you came in here over complicated about today. Doesn't really matter. I care. It doesn't matter. Tell somebody to say, Keep it simple. Jesus. We are going to keep it simple because it is simple. You're not too damaged. You're not too far gone. You haven't failed enough times for God to stop. Uh, God, God failed. If, you, if you're all of a sudden too damaged to be what God called you to be, then He failed because He said He fearfully wonderfully made you. And He's big than all of us, so if you're really not bigger than whatever you're facing and have done, then technically he's not evil. what you're calling him to like.
1: Come
0: on now. God posed the question to the, the, the prophet Jeremiah, he said, is anything too hard for me? Just so you know, that was a rhetorical question.
1: Right.
0: Tell somebody right now, say, God can handle you. God. Now say, God can handle me. God. Your husband may not be able to, but God can. God. <laughs> Maybe you, you may not be up to me some days, but God can. That's the gospel. No matter if you got fired yesterday or you, got, you were tardy enough times to get fired or to get written up at work and you got to come on and you've got to face your spouse and you, you barely can show up on time anywhere so work's no different and the paycheck doesn't inspire you you're like, why am I so messed up? Is anything too hard for me? The good news is no. It's not. It's no. You've gone through hell. You're going through hell. You don't know how you're going to get out of the hell or the hole you got into because you don't know how to make his money. You don't know your husband left you, your wife left you. They're dead. I don't know the story, but I can tell you this. The gospel is simple. It's He will bring beauty from your ashes, which means ashes are fertilizer. It means the ashes in your life, the things that have caused you to quit of the fertilizer for the beauty He's going to bring out of it. That's the gospel. I don't have to know the details to trust God. Some I mean, of you are so traumatized, I mean, it's a touch, and this is like, simple testing. I'll say keep it simple. You're so traumatized and you feel like damaged goods. You're like, I'll never be the same again. You you ain't been the same in like 15, 20. I don't know. Some of you are looking older, you may be like like getting a half century mark, you're not the same anymore. But I'm gonna tell you something straight up. The gospel is that He will turn your heart of flesh in, or your heart of stone into a heart of flesh. That's the difference. Yeah. It is the gospel. I don't have to know the details. I don't have to know your next steps to know that is God. That is the gospel. That's what it is. It is simple. He gone through it. Joe went through hell and then some. He lost everything and then some. And he said, he said, you know, he said, God, he said, you know where I'm going. And when you test me, I will come out as pure gold.
1: That's the gospel.
0: It's simple. So, you may be hurting, you may be confident, you may be living in that big old noggin. That's all you can't break out in the prison of your old noggin, but I'm saying it's simple. You feel lost, you feel unnoticed, you know, all the people around you, your employer. Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. Right. I love the word seek there because that, is, that, that implies he pursues you. So when your husband stops pursuing you and chasing you, and Jesus never does, that's the gospel. I just, I'm looking at some single moms in the place. You, you, your baby daddy, you need anything. You got a chance to get married. Jesus has been pursuing you the whole time. That's the gospel. You got no money in the bank? Your kids, your kids don't appreciate you because uh, you got to be a soldier and a mom at the same time? Listen to me. That is the gospel. He pursues you. In the Old Testament, they called Jesus, and it was Jesus they called this, Adonai Roy, the God who saves that's the gospel. He sees you, mama. He sees you. Yeah. He sees you. a uh, 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 Labor entry level worker that has to punch a clock with employers that do not appreciate you and do not value you and your family. He sees you. They may not see you. He sees you. Your step parent may not see you. Young parent. You know, people, I don't use the term step parent because in our culture, it's a step down. And my kids don't have a step parent, but you may have one. And I'm going to tell you, if they don't see you, if they don't value you because they didn't make you, listen to me, Jesus values you. That's the gospel. He sees you. He his creation. He's invested in you right now. It's simple. It's very simple. He say it was easy, but it's simple. You can't forgive yourself? You make mistakes? You crucify yourself? You can forgive other people, but it's, it's you that you can't. Sure, Jesus forgives you. It's you that don't forgive you. Jesus said on the cross, man. He said, "Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do." And the shame and guilt you're living in, that's a sin too. Yeah. And you say, forgive them, Father. Forgive you for you messing everything up because you need to forgive yourself. Here's the gospel. I hate that we say these cliches to me because they're not really, they're true, but they're not the entire truth. Uh, Jesus didn't die to forgive you of your sins. He lives to forgive. Amen. tell somebody, I say, he, man. He's alive. That's right.
1: Amen.
0: But he straight said, I've come to give you life. That's right. And life to the abundance. He not just lives to forgive you. He lives to give you life. You go walk out of some graves. I don't know the details. but that's what you're called to do. That's what God's got for you. It's the gospel. It's simple. Come
1: on,
0: man. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. God still has plans and purposes for your life. I don't care how old, how young, what you have, what you don't have, the criminal record, what you face in the courtroom, uh, how prideful you are, how rich you are, and you know that it's nothing but a shell, and everybody else celebrates you, but you really don't see it. Listen to me. The Bible says he has purposes for you. Scripture says the plans of God stand firm forever. It says that his intentions will never betray
1: you. It's in there.
0: It's simple. It's true. He loves you. You still got plans. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I, know, I don't know what your story looks like, now. I don't know when it's gonna look like him, but I know when God's in it, it's gonna look like that at some point. And when he's not, it may get the appearance of looking like that, but it won't look like that, and you won't feel things in the peace and presence of God that He wants you to feel now, here as in heaven. The gospel now it's simple. It's simple. It's simple. You don't have to you don't have to keep living in what you're living in. but it's very simple. When you apply the goodness, when the goodness it's not a fairy tale, it's for real and it can be for real for you. The prodigal son had this epiphany. We love the story of the prodigal son. We don't realize we are prodigal sons and daughters, all of them. We do it all the time. He put himself, he ended up, he was supposed to be here. He went away with his father's money. You do it with a lot of stuff too, whether it's, your, it may not be your daddy's money, but you know, I don't have to tell you, I don't have to sit up here and tell you, you know exactly the things that I'm you're in this situation. And I know mine because I got it too. He went and spent all his daddy's money, living up in patterns and cycles of insanity. The Joker ends up squandering all the money and he's literally tending pigs for a stranger's pig man. And the Bible says that he started craving the pig food that he was feeding pigs. You're craving and attracted to Batman and Batman. You constantly attract drama in your life and like, you have no idea why. See, we can say we don't want drama. We can say we want peace. you can say you want a good man. You can say you want a good woman. You can say you want a good job. But at the end of the day, there's decisions and cycles just like him. You were stuck in a pig pen, and you were literally feeding pigs. Uh, you're feeding pig food, and you're actually starting to claim the pig food. You're in a dumpster, and God is saying, i got a buffet for you. But here it is. Here's, that's the gospel. Yeah. But what happens is the prodigal son at the he says, I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to do this. I don't have to live like this," He said, my daddy would treat me better if I tended t- his big pants because he's invested in me. I don't have to feed pigs and crave pig food from a stranger. I can go back home to daddy. That's what repentance is. He turns back, he goes home to daddy. It took a minute. That journey, you may have seen it in the next verse. It took a while to get back there. Daddy was waiting on him. See, you don't have to keep living in the dumpster that you've chosen for yourself. That's right. And it's not just one thing, it's probably a thousand things in the situations that have gotten what happening in our life long enough to have anxiety and insecurity. You can say, I don't have to do this, and one step at a time, you can go back home today. That is the gospel. You don't have to settle forth and stay stuck in things that every one of us in some areas of every one of our lives are stuck in. Tell somebody say, keep it simple. Yeah. You don't have to keep having toxic friendships and relationships and, and financial habits that you know you don't be broke next month like you were last month, and next year like you were last year, I don't have to do this anymore. It's the gospel. Keep gives us something. The gospel's not just, the gospel's for today, not just tomorrow, not just in heaven. Jesus literally said the kingdom of God is at hand, here and now. It's not just for heaven. It's not just for tomorrow when you get there, when you accomplish the goal, when you get enough money to feel like you're a good provider for your family, when you get the wife or the husband that you feel like you deserve, but then you get them and you don't feel like you deserve them. Because at the end of the day, it's today. You're never going to get there. It's right here in front of you. right. Right here king david said this is the day the lord has made this day this season these insecurities this struggle this mountaintop this valley this wind this loss. when you're acting like a dummy or when you get your stuff together this is the day the lord has made Tell somebody say today, today i will rejoice They'll be glad that's what david said it's the gospel it's pretty simple it's pretty simple it transcends time. The gospel is time once. It transcends time, culture, generations. Yes, people have exploited it. White people, black people, everybody, we've all, you, me, we've all exploited it. We've taken advantage of it. They did it back in the Bible, days, in the book of Acts. But it still remains. Like it's simple. It's simple. The gospel is simple. He loves you. It's true. It's still true. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, it is still the gospel. It's bigger because God is bigger. It's better because wherever you are, God wants to transform your life and tomorrow be better than today and next year. And step by step, I don't have to live like this. Daddy, I'm coming home to daddy. He is going to work in my life. It's simple. The gospel will knock you off your donkey. Just like it, i Paul on off hands. It will change you, challenge you, stretch you. It will. Because Jesus said, I will humble them to exalt themselves. So when you are like, to exalt themselves, when you when you have your ego, it will put you in your place and knock you off your just like it did. Paul. It will guide you back. It will it will spank you. It will it will whatever you need. The good news is simple and it will change your life if you let it. Tell somebody say, Keep it simple. Keep yeah. 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 it simple. Jesus. He is enough. Mm -hmm. He is enough. The one thing that is always, I, I, I understand it more than I did when we started Catalyst. And I am going to understand it more next year when I do a vision series or probably the end of this year because I'll do one again sooner than next year. It, it just becomes more deep and more beautiful and more real for me. Now, people ask me, is it really enough? And we all got our details and our conditions and what's it going to look like at the end of the day. Jesus is yes. enough. Yes. He is another. In the Old Testament, they call him El Shaddai, which literally translates enough. Mm-hmm. He's enough. He's enough. He is able. He is wonderful counselor, like the Bible says. You may not have anybody to confide in, but I'll tell you something. You got Jesus and he is a counselor but you don't have anybody to you trust. Yes, don't have money to go get a counselor. He can. Until you do, do he is enough. He is everlasting Father. Some of you didn't even have a father. Some had a terrible father that, that that calling God a father breaks you and traumatizes you. He is an everlasting Father. He does not leave. He sustains. He's level. He's the same. He's there. He is Prince of Peace. Jesus said, at peace I'll leave you. My peace, not just peace, my peace." He is enough. He He was enough for Mary Magdalene, who had multiple demons, who, who, it literally says, it doesn't say a lot about her, we made up stuff in church history to try to define her, but really, it doesn't say a lot, it says she was exercising several demons, in other words, you would not let your daughter, uh, or or your your son, or whatever, you would not let them date her. the last person you want to see your child down the aisle on. But Jesus was enough for her, and he changed her. And by the way, uh, Mary in Magdalene gets a huge player in the New Testament church. But the problem is her stuff kind of got swept. She wrote a gospel about Jesus, too. That woman was anointed. You know why? Because Jesus is enough. It was enough for Zacharias who had a short man syndrome and got so successful. And, and, and literally screwed other people getting his money and success. And that climbed up in a sycamore tree, and God saved that man's life. And he paid back everything that he owed because Jesus was enough for the ego, the pride, the broken, the dysfunction, whatever it is or written in your life. Tell somebody, say, He's enough. Uh, enough. Whatever you're feeling or don't feel, whatever your family's facing or don't face, we say, He's enough. He's He's enough. enough. He's enough. The Bible says, In Him, Paul says, In Him, in Jesus, we are made complete. Enough. In Him in him. Jesus is the standard for everything. Actually, we we, we we talk about the word, the word, the word, the word. The Bible actually calls Jesus the word. Capital W, Logos in the Greek. Jesus is that because it's enough. Paul said that we need to have the same attitude that Christ had. So my sub-point of Jesus is enough is he's the heart of everything we do. Church. Everything. Everything we do has got to be how he did it. And when it's not, we gotta grab and went in. And when it's not or when it's not working, we got to Jesus said a new commandment I give you. A new commandment. See, when he said love God and love your neighbor, that was old testament. That was nothing new. Now he reapplied it and showed them that they were missing it. But he actually in John 13 gives he said, A new commandment I give you. Love others as I have loved you. Not love not not love your neighbor as yourself. No, he says love them like I love them. Jesus standard. Right. Jesus is the standard. Not your sense of love. Not the way you think they need to be loved or how angry you are at them. No. He says love others as, as I have loved you. Catholic church, we got to, we're gonna do it like Jesus did. Yes. We can't fight battles Jesus didn't fight. We can't have conversations Jesus didn't have. Sure. We can't take hard stances on things Jesus didn't take stances on at all, All mm-hmm. hard stances on. We have to do it like impulsive like the same attitude that was in Christ. Then you said, none of us are there. but well, we're pushing towards that. We're pushing towards that. We have to have his heart at motives. Yeah, he, he, he flipped tables. He, would, he flipped tables, he was passionate. Sure, it actually gets his motives. About it, that he does. it says that the reason, I mean, he put, yeah, you know, the, the disciples thought like, it's crazy. They kind of got scared for a minute because like they took the right logo. But then it says why. It says, zeal for his house. Zeal, passion for his house, presumably. not for his way, not for his flavor, not for his perspective. For all my Bible loving folks, not for his theology, for his house is people. Because he loves people. So what we do is we get caught up, and we, we what we do is we actually confuse house and people with preferences. I do it too, y'all. I'm getting old and ornery by the day, older and ornery. And I'm it always. I would just tell you, that's a stupid show. Instead of shut up and watch the dang show and leave my fingers to himself. I'm telling you, his house, his people. That's what concerns him. He put tables to prove a point. He put tables for people. Jesus is enough. If you came in here and you don't feel enough, if you, I don't know what you brought in here that you're not enough. I don't know what you brought in here that you're scared of the future, that you don't know how you're going to get there. You don't know how you're going to pay that debt, raise that kid. I don't know. I don't know if you came in here with pride and ego and skepticism and so funny. Connor now for the second week straight, when we're done praying over the season, he says, Dan, yeah, I just want to pray over. I want to start rebuking skepticism and discord in this place. I want people to come in here and their hearts to just be completely open. Whatever you brought in here, pride, ego, good, bad, you think you got your stuff Together, you think you know everything, or you don't, and you feel like you got nothing, you're not worthy, that you're not enough. Listen to me. Jesus is enough for everybody top to bottom, top of the mountain, bottom, he's still enough, and we gotta let him be enough. Yes. Jesus does not fit in boxes. If you didn't notice and read the New Testament, he does not fit in boxes and he will not fit in yours or mine. Okay. Let him be enough in your life. because he is, if you're ready. And if you don't, you'll just coast through life. You may look good on the surface, but you'll just coast through life. Jesus is enough. However, you came in here today, whether you hate, whether you're mad at him, hate him, hurt by him, whether you love him and think you got your stuff together, both both extremes are wrong. He's enough. And lastly, this is the exclamation mark of our entire, it will be the exclamation mark of our vision, our value. Values for you, for your family, for all of you. The best is yet to come. God has a yet. You? The best, can you just say that? Whether you, whether you really believe it or not, we're going to get you to say the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. That's not just a family mantra for us because of our story. That is the gospel. The best is yet to to come. The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is to be revealed in us. In us. Not in heaven. In us. Not one day. Today. God told Israel, he said, forget the former things. Forget about what I did then. Forget about me part the Red Seas. I know that was crazy awesome, and they're going to be talking about it in American church culture for years to come, because that's one of the best stories they got, because they ain't living stories either. We set up for checking a box and, and saying, oh, this is just good, going to be good. You're an idealist. You're not. I'm full with this. No, no. He said, forget about the Red Seas. Forget about everything I did then. It was awesome. But what I'm going to do is nothing compared to what I'm I said that right. I messed up in yeah. hey. What
1: I did is nothing compared to what I'm going
0: to do. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. The best is yet to come. If you want some, if you want it, come get you Angie, uh, you know, y'all know our story. Most of them, you know she. She was with a crazy weird and She told me this. It's honestly just hit me because it's always been my heart. And this 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 has always been my heart, but it just hit me when you got a when you got a woman that went through what she went through and and, law, and, and they had to start over. And she told me she said, "Baby, she said my chapter one was good, but my chapter two is going to be even better." That may be the sexiest one way to do it you uh, <laughs> So said, my chapter one was good and I'm grateful, but it ain't nothing compared to my chapter two is going to be even better. Tell somebody right now, say the best is yet to come. Yeah. It's true for you. Tell your neighbor, say it's true for you. Yeah. You better speak it twice as loud over yourself. Say it's true for me. Yeah. Speak it over your family right now. Say the best is yet to come. Yeah. Say what? I got a sleepy home world suit today. Say the best is yet to come. Yeah. The best is yet to come. Yeah. Say it like you really own We got to get some folks up in here with some energy. And say the best is yet to come. The the yet come. come. Yes, it's true. It's simple, and it's true for you if you want it to be. It is. This week I sat down with Catalyst, our and I sat down with our staff and leaders. Yeah, that was. It's time for me to almost quit. I'm almost
1: done. <laughs>
0: I sat down with the leadership and staff and I told them, I said, want to give you we did personal goals last week and I made them get their professional goals. I said, be audacious. I'm a dreamer, I don't mind being audacious. I'm a sun Stan still type of guy. If they get in the Bible, why can't I do it now? So I made it be audacious. I'll tell you straight up. This is what I'll tell you a couple of things I told them. So I believe it. We're gonna see revival and not just revival, but renewal come out of this church. Renew, not just revival. What God's doing here should be the normal, not the exception. And I don't just mean the presences. I mean a lot of the things that are a little bit later here. It should be the normal. Because the Bible is very wrong. The Bible is not nearly as put together and censored as we make it. That's why I reached a kid like me in a broken home. In fact, Jesus found me long before the work Scripture came. We're going to see renewal come out of this church. We're going to see an awakening. You don't notice a lot of people, most people that come in this church they weren't in the church downtown before they came in because we're actually going to reach people that, that weren't even, didn't even know they needed to They didn't even know they needed. I'm okay with that. Matter of fact, I think church should be that if it's not a problem in church. We're going to see revival. we're going to be a much larger church. I do not apologize for saying that. I used to always say it, and I was worshiping my dreams, and I don't worship my dreams nor the details anymore. We are going to be a much larger, a much larger church, but we're not just gonna be big. we're gonna be deep. We're gonna reach, we're gonna have, if we're a megachurch, we're gonna have mega church reach, we're gonna have mega church health, we're gonna have mega church death, we're gonna be able to serve families in every season and situation of their life, and I do not apologize for saying when we grow big, we're gonna grow deep and wide. I ain't just gonna say deep. <laughs> We're going to see it. You're going to see it again. We're building leaders, and we're going to ordain some of them today. We are going to be deep. I have said we got to grow deep first, but trust me, I make no mistake about it. We're going to have to rev- it's going to pour out of this place and reach a lot of people because there's a lot of hungry people that ain't coming to other churches that, that that have the whole put together appropriate that you, we're going to break. You can come to this altar, whether you're good, bad. You can come every Sunday in between. This is going to be a place where people experience the presence of God with no conditions. Amen. So Connor, man, it's hard for Connor to be audacious. He's too practical like his mama. But I was so proud of you, Connor. So proud of him said this. He said, we're gonna have some things to go, we're going have some, we're gonna get dove awards for our songs. He said, we're gonna have our songs played on the radio. I just heard a couple of them. They, this, this band is anointing you. And the songs that are coming out of this place, we get into big enough platforms. They're going to bless a lot of people and said, I want the music here, catalyst music, to bless a lot of people. And it's got a, it's got some stuff and some stuff substance that a lot of people need. I was like, man, I could jump out of my seat in that meeting. I was like, that a boy. Don't go pragmatic. You go know audacious. Yeah. I don't worship, I can dream big because I don't worship the details or the dreams. But I know if God's in it, the best is yet to come. Tell somebody, speak that right now. Say, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Listen to me. Don't apologize for it. Don't let other people sell you short. Don't squelch it. You call it out. Say it right now. Say, the best is yet to come. They thought Peter was crazy. I know I've been talking about it all year. I may talk about it another year. They thought he was crazy when he stepped out of the water until... Until you get pregnant after years of fertility issues and they never thought you were going to get pregnant, you never thought you were going to get pregnant, then it ain't so crazy to be speaking in 10 or 15 years and trying to be a mom. They thought Peter was crazy. Now, we already seeing some addicts in the place that now you got some years of sobriety under you. You know, got some seasons maybe it was a struggle they receiving the death the this message that we've been talking about that's simple, but they. And now you're walking on one. They don't call you crazy anymore. You're not your past. You're not your mama. You're not your daddy. You, I'm telling y'all, the best is yet to come. Tell us to speak it right now over your family, over your kids. I'm going to count to three. You better say it like you want to sleep in crowd that you did today. One, two, three. Best,
1: best, 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 the best
0: is yet to come and we are in a new season new levels, new dimensions, new devils make no mistake about it you don't get to go to the top of the mountain without some stuff before you get to the top and on your way down and back up because you don't get knocked off up a few times if you do it right new levels new growth, new transformation we are in it, not just this church you, the family, everybody and if you're ready for it come get you some. Exceedingly abundantly more than you could ask or imagine. We're going to walk on water, gallons. We're going to see the goodness of the Lord and the in the land of living because that is the gospel. And it may seem impossible to you today. And that's probably a good thing because Jesus said well, it, was, it was impossible and man, is possible with mm-hmm.
1: God.
0: It should seem impossible. He's not, if it's not impossible, he's not in it. I just said it and I meant it. And so in this new season, God is raising up leadership. It's another reason I wore a suit. By the way, I wore a suit today to celebrate the transformation that's yet to come. Because the best transformation, the best changes, the best testimonies, the testimonies that I just mentioned earlier and so many more I left out, you ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come in your life, in your family. I'll wear this suit to celebrate what's ahead and not what's behind. And so all my leadership that is getting ordained in their families, when you come on up to the front on stage, Stand with me. There's going to be a little shift going on right now. While we do that, I want you to know this: we are not just going to bypass Thanks. prayer because we believe in it. We may not have a bunch of altar ministry and
1: worship today, but I want you to know I got some prayer team uh, that that you know who you are. If you
0: will come to the baptistry right now in front of it, if you need prayer, if you, if you're believing God for something, if you need to surrender and give your life, or if you need to, if you need some things to break, we got people over there. They're going to pray with you throughout this ordination service. You. Don't have to be afraid. We are here for you. We aren't just here to preach to you. You can celebrate what God's doing in here. We love you. We are going to grow together and we are going to see his glory together. So if that's you, you can go over here. We're going to pray for you, pray with you, whatever you need. We're here online. You can reach out my contact. You can reach out. Um, we love you and we're here for you. We not just here to inspire you. We're here to transform with you. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at IamCatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at IamCatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.